O here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. I'm so excited to release this conversation today. It is featuring Annette Bone, a longtime professional dance artist, marketer, and fellow podcaster. She has an incredible journey, and she talks about how she fell back in love with dance. This conversation is how to fall back in love, but it's not about a human. It's about many of our first loves as creatives, as athletes, and it's our game of sport or outlet to be creative. If you know, you know, and you will identify with this conversation. This love is so important to have because it positively impacts everything else in our world and positively impacts all the love with our fellow humans. So lean into this conversation. And if you're out there and you let some of that first love go, find it. You need it. And Annette shows you how. Have a great day. Make sure to tune in wherever you get your podcasts and check out this video on YouTube. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Possibility Mindset. Your host, Kristen Olson, here in the house. I'm so excited. We are welcoming Annette Bone to the mic. Annette is a longtime dance artist, marketer, and fellow podcaster. Annette, welcome to Possibility Mindset. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you. I'm equally as excited to be here. We are talking about all things uh, possibility today, how we stay empowered and inspired, daily routines. I'm so excited. You have a very uh, inspirational and unique lifestyle. Why don't you give us a little bit of background and your journey into dance um, and what it means to you? Gosh, dance means everything to me. It is the, I call it my first love because Mm -hmm. I just, I remember seeing a dance movie and thinking, oh my goodness, I want to do that. She, it was this jazz dancer in this movie. This is going to date me, but this movie called Breaking. Okay. (laughs) From the the early eighties. And there's a, there was a jazz dancer and she did, uh, in jazz dance, it's called a, a six step into a pirouette, you know, technical dance terms. But anyway, she turned and she was moving effortlessly, effortlessly across the floor. And I thought, Oh my gosh, you look so cool. I want to do that. So that's, you know, I got inspired by that. And, you know, I come from the the time of flash dance and yes. fame. And so like I was all into that. But um, yeah, I feel like dance and movement are very empowering. And um, I, I had forgotten that for a while, actually, in from uh, about 23 to 43. So I gave up dance for 20 years. Actually, after I graduated from college, I got my degree in dance and then I quit. Yeah. Which was just, I mean, there's a whole story to that. But I quit and and I and toward the end of those 20 years I missed it so much. So I decided to get back into dance at 2000 in 2014 at the age of 43 because well first of all my health was deteriorating. I you know I I gained a ton of weight. I was very depressed. I was very um I started getting really internal not in a good way, just very self-deprecating, mm-hmm. lots of self-esteem issues, lots of uh and you know that's a whole story on that as well, but yeah, so I was missing dance so much and and I got back into dance as a way to oh my goodness, I wanted at least be able to be healthy, at least be you know be able to move again and just but then that has uh 
transpired into a lot of other things, including podcasting of all things. I love that. Well, as a longtime athlete, I can definitely identify with what you're saying. It's kind of like your first true love. And it's such a romantic heart make and heartbreak journey. So many of my major defeats have come through my sports and my competitions. And yet these are major growth moments in my life. Um, and I think many of our listeners can relate to the fact that it ebbs and flows and it sometimes you have to break up with that relationship and then you find that love again. Was there, was there one thing that made you take a break from dancing that like kind of separated you guys for the time being? I loved how you talked about that in terms of it being a relationship because it's such it's such a deep, profound relationship. And I never thought about dance that way. I haven't thought about dance in a lot of ways that I've discovered as getting older and, and being away from it and coming back. But uh, the thing that, well, it's kind of twofold. The thing that took me away from it is that um, I just I gave up on myself because I started going to auditions and I wasn't cast on mostly everything that I went for. And I thought, well, I don't, you know, I don't look like her. I don't dance like her. I don't fit in. So maybe I'm not meant to be. And I just, it was this downward spiral of just continuing to doubt myself. And then I was, I was also getting a lot of pressure from my family of, well, you know, what are you going to do? This is like such a, like a hobby and you're not going to make any money at this and you're not good enough. And, and so that I thought, well, maybe, okay, well, I guess it's not for me. I guess I'm not meant to do it. And so that's, I, that's why it's just weird that I graduated with a degree in dance and then I just completely quit for 20 years. Wow. You know, it's hard, you know, as kiddos, we have this imagination and we chase our dreams so innately. And then as you get older, the world really does kind of beat you down and kind of fit you into a box and point you in a certain direction. And I think everyone can relate to the idea that, We've, we've drank that in, like marketing and branding so powerful, and you know this as a fellow marketer, we're listening to all these outside messages, and it's so hard to break up with that, get away from it, and get back to your mindset of possibility, of imagination, of chasing your dream. What was the thing that flicked you on to go back to the dream, to your authentic flow and your authentic first love? I was getting, re- I really was getting tired of the way that I looked and the way that I felt mm-hmm. because I thought, gosh, I'm, I'm too young to like struggle up climbing a set of stairs. Mm-hmm. I remember climbing, I'm like, this should not be hard. I'm not, you know, I'm not whatever age, this is, this should not be hard. And I was, um, I think we were talking a little bit about this prior before um, recording is that I was watching dance from the outside. So I'd see like Dancing with the Stars yeah. and all these dance movies <laughs> and everything blowing up. And then I also had friends that, they were going on to dance companies. They were already in the media. They were doing all the things that I dreamt of doing. But I was like too embarrassed to talk about it or like, you know, look at me. I don't look like a dancer. I don't fit that, you know, whatever dancer aesthetic. And so all of that, I was like, oh gosh, I, I, hate, I hated being on the outside looking in. Yeah. I felt like I was on the sidelines, but not qualified enough to be on the playing field. So, um, I remember being in a in a shaved ice snow cone shop and there was an ad that came up. It said all levels, all all styles, all ages. And it was a dance studio down the street. Now, mind you, I did not know this area. I was not familiar with this area. I didn't know there was this dance studio down the street. So I, I thought I just you know, it just caught my eye. So that was good thing about advertising that part. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought, oh, maybe I can get back into dance, even if just to not struggle to climb a set of stairs, just yeah. so that I can get some semblance of health back. And I thought I'd be comfortable just being in the back of the class, learning some choreography, you know, getting back into that creative, you know, at least something as a hobby, yeah. as a just, you know, but that's turned into a lot more. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Well, I think universe nudge, or I would say universe God, Madonna, I'm a huge Madonna fan, whatever you believe, like it nudges you in the right direction slowly. And you listen just enough to take one step and then one more step. And like, you kind of get more and more close to like that youthful imagination, possible mindset of, wait, 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 my young innate self was drawn to this from the get-go. And then somehow, I do think my mission-driven humans, like we go all the way to like the full breakdown and you're like, I'm so miserable, I can't do this. And then you slowly build back up. So I love that you were in the shaved ice shop and you see this audition and something flickers on to just show up. Just take that one step forward and then one thing leads to another, it leads to another, it leads to another. So tell us where you are right now, now that you've fallen back in love with dance and the lifestyle and the community, Tell us what's going on now that keeps the imagination and the life and the energy flowing. You know, Kristen, I really wanted to be that kind of person that didn't have any more regrets because through those 20 years, I've, I've, you know, I felt like, gosh, I just, I held myself back so much and I have so many regrets and I know we all do and we all, you know, make mistakes and we make decisions. We're like, what the heck was I thinking? Right. But, um, when I got back into dance, I thought, okay, before I held back and I was afraid and I was whatever, I am going to go full out now and I'm going to push myself and I'm going to get uncomfortable. That's why I went into podcasting because I'm like, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't have experience in this. This is a male dominated industry. Why not? I'm going to do all these things that I'm just, let's, let's grow. Let me get back into that mindset of being a student and really embodying what it means to show up as your best self. And that's going to be a lifelong process. For sure. But um, it's really funny now because podcasting has led to me performing, has led me to people, has led me to events. Podcasting of all things has led me to more dance things. I've auditioned more in the last couple of years since coming back in 2014 at 43 where I'm like, okay, you know, in the normal, you know, whatever. Oh, you're too old. You're too whatever, right? I've done more auditions and more performances and more things now turning, well, now I turned 50 last year, more older now in my older years than I ever did in my 20s. And physically, I'm stronger. I can do stuff now that I could never do in my 20s. So that's why I think it's such a mindset thing. I mean, it's a mindset imagination you got to imagine yourself as the kind of person that you want to be mm-hmm. you know and there's obviously there's obstacles and things you know of training course. the way that you've done and the people that you've worked with and even in your own life it's like yeah. yeah you have these obstacles but what can I do to work around that work through that what what can I maximize of what I have and, and that's been my whole life of I can do what I can with what I have. Let me do the best that I can with what I have. But I, I didn't, I, I stopped that mindset when I quit dancing. Once I started dancing again and allowing myself to be creative again and to really explore that part of me that I felt like, I, I felt like I was dying without it. Honestly, yeah. I felt just, I really felt like I was dying a slow death, had not having it in my life the way that I wanted it to. And I thought, no more regrets. I'm just, doesn't matter. I know it looks it doesn't look normal from the outside and you know i've gotten you know flack for certain things but well, I, I don't want to have any more regrets yeah well the regrets when it, when you have a love like that it really is your oxygen and you can survive for a while without it 
and it will bring you back. And I love that you talk about the physical, as longtime athletes, you know, we know how to do all the physical, train harder, do more, but you don't really account the mental. And this is what I love about getting older is you start to really question a better way and dig in deeper beyond a million push-ups and back squats and all this. It's what am I mental? And you really truthfully see how powerful your mind and your thoughts are. And when you can align those with your own personal truth and understand your personal truth. If you don't, regrets are fabulous in my mind because it's intel on where you're out of alignment. And you can't get in alignment without getting out of it and knowing where those bumper and those guardrails are. So you have to pull back and be like, oh, I do regret doing this, but that's intel. I'm like, okay, now I shift and I pivot. And a huge piece of that is how we think about it. So the regrets aren't necessarily a bad thing. Everybody has regrets. It's, it's intel on how to get back onto the path. And the beautiful part about getting older is you get back to that young mindset of belief and your initial like raw, pure kid self of what you love. And I, that takes time. So the years as they add up, so does the experience, so does the mindset, so do all of these pieces of intel to get to like our best self. Um, I really, and you know, it, it changes the game also because we have lots of listeners that are parents you're a mother. I'm, I'm really curious, you know, now that you're walking in this world as an example for all of us, especially for your son, uh, what are some effective efficiencies you do with your morning routine or just walk through this world that are really important for you as a parent? Oh, that's such a great question. And first of all, I never thought I'd be a parent. Like I always was like- <laughs> Said a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I had my son when I was 35. So I wasn't like I was in my 20s or anything like that. But I think the thing that stands out in my mind is that no matter what my routine is or, or what any routine is for any parent with all our different lifestyles is that I think it's really important for your children to see you pursue your own dreams. Agree. And to see you live the lifestyle that you talk about and that you're passionate about. I think uh, with my son, um, I've asked him actually a couple times, like, what do you think about me dancing? And, you know, I'm, I'm your mother. And, you know, what he, he says, you're, well, I'm really, I, I'm really proud of it because you're really good at it and you love it. Oh. And so he sees me like, you know, doing my workouts, like not just even dance workouts, like I cross train in other movement modalities. And so he, he watches me and he, um, the cool thing too, is now he, he's asking me about, okay, well, how do you, how do you deal with this kind of physical exercise or movement, or I'm having this challenge. So I love that I can also be uh, a, a mentor, uh, an example in things that he's looking for solutions for. So besides, you know, being his mother and telling him what to do, like <laughs> telling him what to do because I'm his mother. But, I, you know, that stands so forefront in my mind because I think as parents, it's so easy to live vicariously through your children. And which is, fun, you know, I know, you know, I'm proud of the things that he's done and the kind of person that he is and who he's growing up to be. But um, there's just something I think and, and I see examples of it all over where parents, they live from their authentic selves. They live with purpose and minds and their own goals. And that inspires their children. And so I think. I think it's really cool to be to aspire as a parent to be um, your best embodied, present, intentional, you know, inspirational self, which we all are, so that your children see that example and they could do that as well. So that's what he's so yeah, he sees me get up early in the well, he sleeps late, but he's homeschooled. <laughs> so like he sees he knows I get up early in the morning. He knows that I journal and meditate and all that. He sees me sometimes sitting there with my stuff. Am I perfect? None of us are, right? But no. he sees the, you know, the things that I work on. He's seen me break down and cry because of whatever. So it's not like he sees a perfect, you know, scheduled, disciplined person, but he sees all of it. Sure. Well, we have to remember things are generational. Like you talked about what you grew up with and expectations that we had from our parents and then 
the expectations you now have for your son. It's different generations. We have to remember our young humans, which I'm so here for because I think they are exposed to so much because of the internet, because of influencers IRL in real life like yourself. Like they're inundating Intel all the time and they're downloading this and computing the world far different than we did because we didn't grow up with social media and our parents certainly didn't grow up with it, you know, a lot of technology. Um, so it's, it's you, we have to remember the generational conversation is moving forward. So how we walk through this world is so important because if it's not us intentionally walking a certain way, they're on Instagram and they're seeing someone else. And there, so there's all these examples everywhere that we have to be mindful that these guys are getting the truth or some version of everywhere all the time. There's really no control. So I really, I want to champion you for letting him see that full version because I think you always, I mean, I, I only have dogs. I don't have kids, but even then I, I was kids. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, they really are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm definitely that girl, but I care so much, like, was I too hard? Was I disciplined? Do I do this? Do I let them do whatever? They are lawless because they're my animals and I'm lawless, <laughs> but that's a whole other podcast. But you you really try and put your best version, but there's no control at this point in time. It's all transparency. Like, they get to see every angle of your life regardless. But I think that's great that they get that example because it allows them space to be their human self. Yeah, I think, I, I'm so glad you brought that up about space because I think it's it's really important. I've learned through all this, coming back to dance when I did, everything that's happened is that I've learned to give myself space to be me, to mm -hmm. honor my intuition, because for so long I thought, okay, these people know better, that must mean they're right, because I'm this lowly, like, I, I don't value myself, so I know I don't value myself and I'm not good enough and all that kind of stuff, right? And so learning to give myself space to be creative, to be compassionate, to be whatever, but then him seeing that example of, you know, I, I can make a mistake and it's okay. It doesn't diminish who I am as a human, as a soul. And, you know, it's funny because I never thought that the things that I've accomplished physically mm -hmm. would, you know, in essence, it really started changing rapidly on the outside once I started getting the inside, like all the stuff that I was dealing with inside. The more that I started working on that, the more stuff on the outside, my physical strength and well-being and the weight that I lost, all that started like really picking up. Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been nice if we learned that, like, when we were 16? <laughs> all things, universe has a, a sense of humor, like, and it's all things are on time. But damn, some mind training would have been great at, like, 12, 13, 14, but we're out here now, so. But you know what, Kristen, it's so funny, because when I was around that age, uh, young, you know, tween, that wasn't even a term back then for me, I don't think, <laughs> teen, tween, teenager, I came across a lot of um, personal development mindset things that I don't know how I came across because I, you know, I lived on a small island in the Pacific right before I came out here. Okay. And I thought, you know, I, I was really attracted to that kind of mindset positivity, but I just didn't really know how to process it. Or it wasn't like, time yet. It was, yeah, I didn't really know like, oh, this sounds really cool and I like it. But, you know, to other, I was so concerned about other people. Oh, it's going to sound hokey or it can be kind of whatever, right? But yeah, it's I was exposed to a lot of that throughout the years, but I just really didn't. And I also, on a, a little side note, I had mentors and coaches kind of, I just didn't get to, maybe they, maybe they had good intentions, but I felt like I was way off based on uh, the counsel they had given me. 
So that's why I had given up dance as well, because it was part of their counsel of giving up what you love so that you can make money. So oh. that's a whole nother. Okay, no, wait, wait, we're gonna, we have to lead into this. I'm not sorry that I came up, this is amazing. So we, we're both marketers who so are in branding. We're constantly getting this influence of what we should be, what we should do. And then that in turn influences our own mindset and we're yes. telling ourselves the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And again, we're as mission driven humans, we're gonna train harder, we're gonna eat a certain way, we're gonna do more, do this. And really it's about, pulling back and doing less and listening to ourselves. And that's so hard when everything and everyone around you, especially humans or positions of power are cultivating your reality. And this is, everybody write this down. You don't always have to listen to authority. Like you can truthfully learn to trust yourself and your internal gut. You don't have, I'm here for the woo and the energy and all of it. If that, and listen, physics is, is energy, it's science. So mm -hmm. it can all be measurable. You have to like pull back and really listen and not even, you don't have to, have to figure it out. Just know that like, Am I happy or am I not happy? Does this feel right? Does it not feel right? And I think our, again, the mission-driven people, we, we go harder. We can withstand this living in the wrong space longer. Does that resonate with you? It so resonates with me, Kristen, because I just, I, I ignored so much of what felt wrong because I felt wrong. Like I felt I didn't feel good enough that my opinion, my intuition were, they're there for a reason, mm -hmm. but, I'm not good enough to acknowledge that because I'm not whatever. I don't fit into this per this leader, this person and look at me, I wanna dance and I don't look like a dancer or, you know, it was all this self-deprecating yeah. stuff. And then you, I know I just got to a point where I'm like, no, I, I can't I can't live my life like that. I can't just keep down in it. I gotta, I just gotta do what what I, what feels right. Yeah. What, you know. <laughs> you into that breakdown. For me, it's a lot of it's been around like injury. I recently got back into CrossFit and I, whole windy road of like hated it, t toxic environment, the whole nine. And then slowly just got back into it. And I'm like, God dang, my heart loves, my soul loves this. I love competing, like everything about it. And just like you said, internally, other things started to flick on. So if you're in this mode, I would just encourage anyone, stay in it. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know the how. Sometimes it's just one foot, one step in front of the other. And you literally do go from like this impossible situation, like there's no way to possible. And you don't even have to have the roadmap. Did you have like, once you started to kind of like live in that impossible space and things slowly started to become possible, was there like, did you have like a saying or a mantra or something that kind of kept you in game or did you just keep showing up to where it just went in alignment? I kept showing up. I said, you know what? I'm gonna do the darn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm gonna do my HIIT workouts and I'm gonna I'm gonna get strong and I'm gonna I'm gonna prove to myself. It was really more about proving to myself that I could keep my word to myself. Mm -hmm. Perfect, no. Consistent most of the time. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. You know, consistent most of the time. Yeah, of course. I was also giving myself uh, myself space that, okay, if a certain, I call them experiments because everything that I done, you know, like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna experiment with this type of eating pattern. I'm gonna experiment with these affirmations. I'm going to experiment with these certain journal prompts or this way of meditation. So I allowed myself that I'm gonna give my, myself space and time to experiment because things are gonna be working at different times and different seasons. And that it's okay if something doesn't work out. I, I always felt like, oh my gosh, I have to have control and this has to work out and I have to figure it out or else I'm a failure. Yeah. Like, you know, but it it's really evolved of this like constant experimenting, finding out what works, what doesn't work. Okay, great. This is, it's really quite, you know, it is like being in a science lab for movement and self-development and yeah. personal growth. And it's quite exciting now. I never thought of, that I would ever be at this place where, oh my gosh, this is really exciting. I'm being challenged. And yeah, it sucks right now, but 
you know what? I'm observing from also from the viewpoint of, okay, this is the situation. This is me. There's like all these different components with it. And I'm like, okay, I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm changing. It's just helping me become a more embodied, true version of myself. And I really want people to know that they have like, I want them to know that they're valuable just as they are. Mm -hmm. I talk about this on my podcast all the time. They, you know, they have that. You just, you, it's a, it's discovery. It's, it's a lot of things that go into that, but. Well, you're, I mean, all, I've heard this from so many coaches and like you said, it's kind of timing because I heard it a million times and I, I was listening, but it wasn't resonating. But all answers are within. When you get back, because we seek, we're like, the doctor needs to tell us, nutrition is this, the coach told me this. And it's kind of like, all those things might be true and only you know what works for you. Because not every kind of keto or paleo diet works for everyone. CrossFit isn't great for everyone. Ballet is not great for everyone. You are your only one inside yourself that knows what works. And we're constantly seeking these answers and validations and you know external confidence and validation what have you and it's it's all there long but i do think that does take time so that's the glorious part about getting older is you start to really figure shit out and you're like oh <laughs> i knew this at 15 there's so many things i go back to my 18 year old self and i'm like i got on a plane i was gonna walk on a team i didn't even think it wasn't gonna work out because i was naive and young and out here so i'm like oh wait we need to channel that back like sometimes your youthful self is like what exactly what you need to get back to. Um, as you were, you know, growing up and going through your process, did you have any sort of like mentors or leaders or strong women that you looked up to or aspired to be or, or were inspired by? Early on, Kristen, I was inspired by celebra- certain celebrities that were, you know, had a dance background or music background. Um, and not so much for the aesthetics. It's more of when I heard about their will and determination to make oh. things work. Can I tell Janet Jackson or Paul Abdul? Of course. Yes. You know, yes. my generation, like I totally wanted to, like I idolized, idolized. I hate even, but anyway, that was what it was. See, Janet and Paula, I still idolize them. I'm here for both of them. Oh my gosh. You know, like, like Paula Abdul, like I'd listen to her music all the time. And I was living on a small, you know, they're out in LA and stuff, but you know, Madonna. Oh, <laughs> so, Instagram, Madonna's hero. I am that fan. So come at it. Because I knew what these women, like, they didn't start off, you know, it wasn't like it was given to them. I mean, I know Janet Jackson had her family, but she still worked no. her butt off. She, did you watch a documentary on Lifetime? I don't know. Oh, you need to watch it. It's a two-part series. I don't think I have. Oh, you, you have to watch <laughs> it. She trailblazed. These, we are standing on their shoulders, quite literally, to get make space for ourselves as females, particularly in, in art form or anything athletic. These women were really changing the game in the business world as well. So there's so much to unpack around with them. But yes, continue on that. <laughs> They're mentors for so many reasons. Yeah, so in early on, that's who I, I looked at people that were in the, in the commercial dance industry. But that's changed quite a yeah. lot I'm, I'm very much more um just fascinated by women and not necessarily celebrity public figures although i you know i do there are certain people that i i do um respect and i i really like to listen to their you know it's they're the good it's not anything new but it's just the way you know good reminders mm-hmm. we constantly need to be reminded of these things right but i i think about like um i think about the woman that is just all women, most women that are overcomers that do what they need to do for their families, for their careers, like that as a woman, when you think about that internal drive and that spirit and that strength and that person, you know, that tenacity and perseverance, we, we all have it. Mm -hmm. Certain women, it's just, um, when you see it, like, it's just, and I can't really even name people. It's just, you see, you feel that energy too, that spirit of that, that either comes alive or, you know, they've been through things and 
yet they're you know they still show up i want to say like what's coming to mind is like humble warrior like you just you have i love that pose by the way and i'm not a yogi at all if you saw my crossfit self move around you'd be like oh go stretch immediately like that's a thing i love that pose too and i love what every time i hear it in class i'm like humble warrior that's such a isn't it the best Mm -hmm. because like you're you're about to beat some ass but then you're just gonna like be in grace and Mm -hmm. and not really beat ass i shouldn't say that just find your best self right which is like kind of beating your own ass a little bit but like winding and curving but then it's like this very like I want to say mutual respect, like with like if you're me, myself, and I, all three of us, like learn how to kind of work together and like come together. But damn, that's a process. It is a process. <laughs> it's a journey, but it's it's quite the way you look at it is is everything too. Yeah. Because you could be focused on the challenges, or you could be focused on what's after the challenges or through the challenges. Because it's you know it's it's all learning and yeah. it's all great. Not always during the time that <laughs> no, so the breakdowns are bad but mm-hmm. you need those like you really have to have that, that. contrast yeah mm-hmm. and I, I actually don't think you know as we get older you can get comfortable and you can kind of just stay in your lane and you don't really have to do a lot like you can avoid a lot so i think when you're having those big breakdowns and you're pushing the envelope just enough to like get kicked back have a breakdown get fired or what like i think that's intel that you know you're pushing it just enough and that you're alive because you can exist yeah it's like live you know alive versus and thrive versus just living i think that's good if you if we continue to have some regrets i think that's a good thing well there's definitely mistakes for sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> Is there something right now that um, you're going through or addressing where you've really intentionally like shifted your mindset around this one challenge that you're really trying to work over? And now that you kind of have this skill set mentally, can you like apply this to this thing you're trying to get by? Well, I can give you a physical, since we're talking uh, mindset and possibility, because I never thought that I would be able to, to do it. And I actually quite haven't mastered it yet is the press handstand. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm taking handstand classes and um, again, like I, couldn't do handstands in my 20s. I never really tried. You know, it's funny talking about Madonna because I thought, oh, I want to have arms like Madonna. You know, oh, during yes. that time when she Strike was like, pose. Yeah. Yes. like, I'm like, how does she have those arms, right? <laughs> and then I try to do a push up and I'm like, no, this is not <laughs> happening. But um, with, with handstand training, like even that, like just the mental stuff that I'm learning. So yeah, with press right now, I, I constantly am picturing myself doing an effortless press handstand like I like I see my teachers do and it's funny because I'm very much about training with people that are better than me like I love it when I'm with people that challenge me yes and not in a bad like competition type way but it's really there's something about and so like I train with people that are acrobats and contortionists I have no desire to be an acrobat or contortionist I just wanted to enhance my dance movement and just you know how I move and strength and stuff right and creativity and all that so I picture myself doing a press handstand I think about like all the kinesthetic things that go along with it so that's what I'm I'm work that's one of the things I'm working through of okay this is kind of a struggle there's certain things I do I'm like I feel like I just started working out because I can't do what they're telling me to do like I can't do it the way they do <laughs> but yeah, been doing yeah it but they're years. professionals yeah, they're professionals, yeah. Right? so stuff like that like I, I I'm I'm thankful that I'm able to apply it to certain things you know certain goals that way of a lot of visuals visualization a lot of how do I feel what kind of person trains this way what you know what how do I need to show up to to maximize that training session or how do I show up so that I'm fully present and that I'm um, taking in everything just like every I always try to think about different aspects of the experience Mm -hmm. and how can I best benefit and how can I best show up to that so that's yeah that's the current like 
that best with everything, but it's one of the goals. <laughs> There's like a million pro tips in there. I hope everyone's writing these down. <laughs> I, I really, I think you put up my pro tip that I would say at, at my 41 years, the biggest piece of advice I would give is be mindful of the company you keep and put yourself around people that you want to be like. Otherwise, you will be someone you don't like. And I, that's wrong, tried and true. And many times, even knowing that as I've gotten older in certain fitness situation or business situations, I'm like, I can figure this out. We'll make it work. We'll change them or whatever. No, especially in relationships, that's a no. You <laughs> meet them where they're at. But be intentional about who you're with. Do you have like a good life pro tip, um, you know, coming over some adversity and coming as far as and as successful as you are? Like one good pro tip for anyone listening that you would advise that they stick to or try and uh, reiterate in their own life? Oh gosh, there's so many. One tip. It's hard to say one tip, right, Christine? <laughs> yeah, or a few. You oh, follow yeah. your heart. Well, the thing, I go back to the thing about value, valuing yourself. Because when you value yourself, you listen to yourself. But you also know when to seek mm -hmm. outside advice. And valuing yourself means, it can mean so many different things. It doesn't mean that you're you know arrogant or conceited or anything. But I think it's... If you value yourself, then you can value other people. And if you value your time, you can be present and give your time in a really loving, serving way to other people. So it really is true about, okay, if you don't take care, it's like the whole, that whole analogy about the mask in the airplane, yeah. the oxygen mask. Yeah. I used to think, well, yeah, but you know, my 16 year old, I'm gonna get, I would give him the mask first, right? I'd rather have him, but you know, in our, it really is true. If you're if you're not showing up as your best self, then how can you or, or valuing your best self and how can you give that to other people? And and as mission driven people, women, women that have this this active mission of empowering themselves and the world, like you just you have to you have to value yourself. Yeah. And whatever you know, whatever that means, but that means that you're going to be better for other people, which, you know, I, I think it's it's a win win. I completely agree. So well said. Table. Because every soul, this is so cliche and this makes me sound like I'm getting older, but like every soul is so different and we bring such different energy and enthusiasms and whatever to the table. If we could all lean into those more, we collectively as a group come so much more equipped to solve bigger problems. Clearly we have enough problems in the world. So if we can take care of ourselves, that one controllable, you can show up to the table. What I love about sports and athletics and whatnot, it provides that medium, like for me at least, to be my most authentic self. Do you feel like dance made your life and saved your life? Oh, that's such a great statement. Made my life and saved my life. I absolutely agree with that because it has, I didn't realize how healing, and it's funny because I've been having these conversations for the last couple of years of, oh my goodness, dance has really been healing. Movement has healed me. Mm -hmm. And so much more than just the physical part of it. And just... There's something very, and you know, I guess I can say this now, but there is something very spiritual about it. Before I thought, okay, this dance spiritual thing is kind of hokey. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just want to be able to do the choreography. I want to look good doing the choreography. I want to look, you know, fun and whatever, right? But there is something, and I'm sure you'll, you know, you can attest to this too, watching art performance, a musician, any kind of art form. When you see someone, that person mm. fully, embodied in their art and it coming from you know i mean you feel it's it it's amazing their right? flow yeah. yeah i used to watch the competition so um so you think you can dance mm -hmm. and the choreography you probably know some of the choreographers i'm guessing it's a small dance world like other fitness things but i would cry like i i love dance so like if i i think growing up i was like if, i mean thank god i went towards the lacrosse route because i don't know if dance was in the, in the mix but i'm like that's i want to be madonna's backup dancer me too like whatever it is yeah so i yeah i'd watch those and you would see like that interconnected like spirit and 
and body connect. And in some of the choreography, I mean, I was literally crying watching some of the performances because it's like this universal language that's so beautiful that even if you're not consciously a fan of the art, yes. I think there's just something that connects to it as one human to another that just pulls you in. And as in-depth as it sounds, I think you don't even have to be connected to it. You just see it and you can feel it. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. And uh, now a lot of the artists that I admire, that I just love, um, I wouldn't even say that they're the most, I wouldn't say technical. Like, it's not like, oh my goodness, their they're pirouettes or whatever are amazing, which there are dancers like that, no doubt. I mean, there's some amazing technicians. But there is something about when there's a dancer, mover, it doesn't even have to be a dancer, performance artist, and they just that energy and that spirit and it, it they could just move a finger or just like turn their head and it's like for me it's like you got me yeah <laughs> you know? yeah it's just an, well, I think any and this is such a good takeaway for anyone listening you don't have to be perfect at it just follow what your heart wants to do and again I know I sound like old cliches right now we're out here but if you just lean into it like other people will speak the language that you're living and they will get it you don't have to worry about if it's perfect or whatever because it none of us are even the great trained ones that have done it for a million years right. there's still flawed process within all of that it's more just like innately walking your path it's the most important thing that's the hardest thing but you eventually stay in it. Um, I have a million more questions for you, but I think you have wrapped it up so nicely, connecting mind, body, and spirit and purpose. I appreciate it. Can Do you wanna share anything that you have coming up or going on that you want the world to hear? Oh, there's a bunch of video things in the works. They're not released yet because they're being edited. Not by me, thank God. I don't do that. But anyway, <laughs> there was a, there's a couple of dance films um, that are going to be coming out. They're really short dance films. But a lot of this stuff, the only thing with the, well, as you know, as a marketer, freelancer, entrepreneur, things are either, you're either waiting sometimes. Yeah. Or, you know, things get changed, and especially with COVID. Although the funny thing is with COVID, I did I still did quite a bit of performances online with COVID. Okay. So and I worked around a couple different things, which was nice. But, um, yeah, so that's I'm waiting on a couple different things. But, yeah, I, I have um, some other projects in the works. But, but the details are being played out at the moment. Okay, perfect. And where do we find you? Where can we get inspired? You can go to AnnetteBone.com, A-N-N-E-T-T-B-O-N-E.com. There's no E at the end of my name or send me a DM on Instagram. Oh. I would love to hear from you. Sliding in the DMs, you get a warm <laughs> invite. That never happens. Holler at your girl Net over here. I love it. If you want to get inspired, you want to see a literal example of impossible to possible, check out Annette. She's got some great things coming up. Thank you for joining me on Possibility Mindset. We are excited to be out here and I can't wait to see what you do with your next 50, 100 years of what's going to happen. Thank you, Kristen. Me too. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.